Good morning and welcome to Sunday School at Second Baptist. I'm glad you could be with me today. The story that we're talking about today is um, right after the resurrection. And so last week we talked about the crucifixion and then, you know, we've already talked about the events of the, the resurrection. And so this is just right after that as we continue in the book of Luke. And we're almost to the end of Luke now. Um, it's been great to study these things, and we're almost to the very end of it. Um, so we're talking about the story of the, of the road to Emmaus and the, as Jesus encountered some of the disciples. And this is a famous story um, that we've heard many times, but we want to kind of dissect it and get some more, um, you know, a little bit deeper into it. And so I'm going to start from in Luke chapter 24 in verse 13, even though your book starts in 18, but I'm going to go ahead and just summarize these verses before 18 because it sets the stage for it. Um, so it says that, well, I, I'm just going to read those five verses, and then we'll get into the verses for our lesson. So starting in verse 13 of chapter 24 of Luke, And behold, two of them were going that very day to a village named Emmaus, which was about seven miles from Jerusalem, and they were talking with each other about all these things which had taken place. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself approached and began traveling with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are these words that you are exchanging with one another as you are walking? And they stood still, looking sad. So... All the disciples, you know, were together uh, in one place on the day that Jesus um, rose from the dead. The women, you know, went to the tomb and came back and told everyone, oh, this is what happened. We went to the tomb and we saw these angels. The tomb was empty. And then Peter and John and probably some others went running and came to the tomb and found it, you know, just as the women had said. And then this is right after that then. So maybe the group was, some of them decided to go back home because they didn't know what to do or they felt like, okay, there's not anything, any reason for us to stay here right now, you know. And so they, they decided to go back home. But two of them, it says, were on the road to Emmaus. And uh, these two were not one of the twelve because one of them is named as Cleopas and then another. And so we don't know the name of the other, but um, we the book says, you know, that likely it was not one of the twelve here that we're talking about. So they're walking along, and as they're walking then, a man joins them and begins to walk with them. And it's Jesus, but they don't recognize him. 
Now, if they've been in Jerusalem following Jesus and they've seen all the things that have happened in this week leading up to the crucifixion, you would think that they would recognize Jesus, but it says their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. So he <clears throat> may have prevented them from recognizing him, or it may be a case of, you know, they were not looking for it to be him, if that makes sense. Have you ever done that where... <clears throat> You might have seen a person out of context, out of the context that you knew them in. And so you didn't recognize them until suddenly you realize who it is. And, oh my goodness, I, I you know, I didn't recognize you because I'm not used to seeing you here. <clears throat> so it could be something like that. But with the depth of conversation that they carried on with Jesus, you almost have to think that, he prevented them from uh, right at first knowing who he was. And so then we pick up with the verses that go with our lesson. And so the first three that I'm going to read is uh, verses 18 to 21. One of them named Cleopas answered and said to him, Are you the only one visiting in Jerusalem and unaware of the things which have happened here in these days? And he said to them, What things? And they said to him, The things about Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word in the sight of God and all the people, and how the chief priest and our rulers delivered him to the sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that it was he who was going to redeem Israel. Indeed, besides all of this, it is the third day since these things happened. So, they obviously don't know that it's Jesus. And they say, are you the only person, you know, that doesn't know all the things that have been going on? And then they, they reveal uh, themselves in a way because they say, that Jesus uh, was a prophet, mighty indeed, and word in the sight of God and all the people. So they have not yet made the connection or fully believed that Jesus was the Son of God because they refer to him as a prophet. And even today, he is referred to as a prophet uh, by the believers or followers of Islam, they refer to Jesus as a prophet, um, but not as the Son of God. They also reveal that it's the belief of them and probably, uh, you know, others or everyone that the chief priests and rulers are the ones that delivered him over to be crucified. Now, you know, Technically, it would have been Pilate, I guess, that delivered him to be crucified. But they don't, they're not laying the blame on Pilate, are they? They're laying the blame where it rightfully uh, went, you know, which was to the rulers and chief priests. Um, so that was, that's an interesting part of it. 
And then in verse 21, they said, we were hoping that he, it was he who was going to redeem Israel. And so you see there what we've talked about in a few lessons, how they had this idea of the Messiah and what he was going to do. And, you know, they're sad now because they realize that's not happening or wasn't happening in the way that they had thought. And they had, you know, again, we make the plans of what we think God is going to do or how God is going to act. And then when he acts differently or things happen differently, you know, we get disappointed because that just not the way it was supposed to work out, you know, and and so I'm sure they you can kind of see their their feeling in this of sadness, you know, we were hoping that it was he. And then they say, Indeed, beside all this, it is the third day since these things happened. Now whether they said that part, that sentence, because they were remembering that he said on the third day he would rise or not, but it, I feel like that part kind of goes with the next bit that we're going to read. And so let's go on to verses 22 and 24 through 24. But also some women among us amazed us when they were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came saying that they had also seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said, but him they did not see. So again here, there's a little doubt in their minds, I think, because they, they say some women said that they saw a vision of angels. Now, a vision of angels is a little bit different than seeing angels, isn't it? Because a vision is more like a dream, something that you might have seen that no one else saw or, you know, that was there in your mind, a vision like that, uh, as opposed to an actual uh, angel here in front of you sitting beside the tomb as the ladies had seen. And so, you know, they weren't quite willing, and chances are they did not go to the tomb or see the angels. So they weren't quite willing to say these women saw angels, but they said uh, that they did not find his body. Uh, they saw the vision of angels and then others who were with us. So they were together with the other disciples went to the tomb and found it just exactly as the women also had said, but him they did not see. So they really, you know, didn't know what to do. And a lot of times, if you don't know what to do, you, you go home, you know, and get back to the, the comfort zone that you're used to and try to figure out what what's going to happen next. And I think that's probably what these guys were doing. Well, we don't, you know, we what should we do? Should we just stay here and be together with everybody else? Or maybe we'll just go on back home. 
And so this is what they've done. Now we'll go into verses 25 and 26. And he said to them, O foolish men and slow of heart to believe in all that the prophets have spoken. Was it not necessary for the Christ to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? So Jesus makes this statement and you would think at that moment that maybe they would have recognized who it was, but they didn't. And he says, you know, he gives, he gives them the knowledge that he actually has some insight now into the Messiah or the Christ. Because he says, wasn't it, wasn't it necessary for him to suffer these things and to enter into his glory? And so this is, you know, probably catching their interest now. Why would this guy say this uh, to us? And so, then in verse 27, then, beginning with Moses and with all the prophets, he explained to them the things concerning himself in all the scriptures. So now, you know, they probably had the idea, we don't know who this guy is, but he knows a lot about the scriptures. And now he's explaining to them beginning with Genesis and going through the, the scriptures that they had available, which would have, uh, you know, been an emphasis on the first five books of the Old Testament and then the prophets and the Psalms and then, you know, some of those other uh, books they may not have studied as much, but he went into the, all of those that I just mentioned in, des in describing the things that would happen to the Messiah. And of course, some of those places are more uh, are, are more difficult to under to pull that out of it. And some places are so obvious you can't miss it, uh, like in Isaiah. And so he goes through, and I, I made a list and looked up a lot of these. I won't go and read all of those scriptures, but um, in Deuteronomy, um, the, it says that uh, he would be received as the anointed one of God. In the Psalms, his suffering, death, and resurrection was described. Isaiah, you know, was very specific, saying the Messiah would be born of a virgin and die painfully for others. Uh, Zechariah foretold Jesus coming into Jerusalem on a donkey he, and also him being pierced for the transgressions of others. Um, and so all throughout the Old Testament, there are places that you can pick out a reference to the Messiah in Daniel and different places. And so Jesus then goes through a lot, you know and brings out those scriptures to them and says this is what the prophets foretold this is what was told by Moses that would happen to the Messiah that how the Messiah would come and and how he would um you know be born of a virgin and be killed and all of those things and so as they walked, now let's go to verses 28 and 29. As they approached, the, and they approached the village where they were going. 
and he acted as though he were going further. But they urged him, saying, Stay with us, for it is getting toward evening, and the day is now nearly over. So he went in to stay with them. And so they are interested now in the things that he's saying, obviously. And with the hospitality that is very prevalent in their society and in the Middle East in general, they ask him to come and stay with them in their house and likely, you know, to hear more things from him uh, because obviously he was knowledgeable. And so he went in to stay with them. And so let's read verses 30 and 31. When he had reclined at the table with them, he took the bread and blessed it, and breaking it, he began giving it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. And so it was at the breaking of the bread with the meal that they served him that suddenly their eyes were opened and they recognized him. Now, had they been at the Last Supper, um, it does not, you know, indicate that they had been, but the Last Supper may have been described to them by the other disciples who were there, um, saying he took the, the cup, he took the bread, and these are the things he said, you know, and, and like that. Likely, the, that word had been passed around, you know, as they discussed the events and what he said and uh, how, it, how it could possibly all tie together. And so when he breaks the bread, now, it, you know, interestingly, since he was not the host of the meal, then you would not think that he would have been the one to break the bread, but he did, and he blessed the bread and then broke it and began giving it to, to them, and then their eyes were opened, and then he vanished from their sight. So, the, you know, if he had not vanished, then what happens next might not have happened because if he had stayed there with them and just one-on-one -on -one continued to be with them they would have never left him and gone back to Jerusalem and this is what they did and so um, this is where our our lesson ends because now they've recognized Jesus but let's read just a little bit further they said to one another were not our hearts burning within us while he was speaking to us on the road, while he was explaining the scriptures to us. And they got up that very hour and returned to Jerusalem and found gathered together the eleven and those who were with them, saying, The Lord has really risen and has appeared to Simon. They began to relate their experiences on the road and how he was recognized by them in the breaking of the bread. Okay, so when... When they got back to Jerusalem, they got up and they went with haste, no doubt, back to where they knew the disciples were gathered. And when they got there, instead of them telling their story first, they get there and everyone there is excited because the Lord has appeared to Simon. So 
Peter had seen the Lord. He had appeared to him, and he had, um, you know, talked with him. And so then they come in, and they say, we've seen him too. You know, we didn't recognize him, but our hearts were burning within us when uh, he told us and explained the scriptures to us, and then he broke the bread, and we recognized him. So very exciting uh, things then, you know, were happening. And so that's where our lesson ends for today and then next uh lesson is going to finish up uh with the rest of luke so if you want to you know read ahead and read the rest of that chapter then you'll be up to speed and i thank you for being with me i look forward to seeing you next week